Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Dr. Amankor, and each week we will bring you an important message as we explore how to detox toxic relationships. The aim of this podcast is for you to unlock your own inner knowing, your own inner greatness, so you can know how to heal from the impact of a toxic relationship, so you can get back on track and live your best life. After all, we are all worthy of loving our life. Today, let's look at something really important. Look, how do we deal with this whole, you know, narcissistic, abusive relationship? How can we actually make a proper shift in our self and knowing everything that's happened and just let this go so we can move forward? First of all, we need to understand we're not the only person that's been through something like this. I know you're probably surrounded by people that don't truly understand what you've been through. They don't understand and that is the truth. But one of the steps that you need to take is actually be around people that want the best for you, that are there for you, that get you, that understand everything that you've been through. Because just that in itself can help dissolve the shame. Because the truth is today we're going to do a little exercise and we're going to look at every single person in your life that knows the toxic person that you've been holding on to um, in your life because you've been hoping that they really get this. The way we're going to do it is by looking at a child. Yeah, if you've got a child, you will really understand and resonate with this. But if you know of a child, I still want you to think of that child right now. And the thing that you really want for a child more than anything in the world, is that you want the best for them. But when we talk about the best for them, we're not saying that we want the best for them, that they want to be, that we want them to win in every single thing that that they can do, but we just want them to be the best version of themselves, to be the best that is within them, that is always meant to be the best, you know, the best in them that's uniquely them. And that's what you want. You want them to be the best version of themselves. The bit that they're meant to be good at, to be the best at that. And to actually not focus on the bits that you're not so good at. That's the whole purpose of what it is to actually raise a child. Is we know that they have their imperfections. We know that they're a human being. We're not expecting them to be an all-round perfect person in every single way. But what we want for them, that child, is for them to be the best version of themselves. That part of them, within them, that was supposed to be great. And that's what you want from people around you. Is for them to want you to be the best and the highest version of you that you can be to. So they hold you to that high standard. 
but not the bad bits, not the bits where you're, you know you're not that good at. It's not about that. Because we need people around us that hold us and believe in us and have trust in us that we can do better, that we are better because they believe, they trust us, they believe in us and they know that we are always doing the best that we can and if we're not doing the best that we can, they're going to be there. Our friends are going to be around us to actually say, hey, you know what? You're demeaning yourself. You're being less than you can be. And there's no real, like, it's not done in an unloving way. You know, we all feel judged and criticized by the narcissist, the toxic person, and all those people that they have wrapped around their little finger to look at the worst in us and pick holes in what we're doing, rather than looking at everything that we are doing, that we are trying to be better. You see, when we have someone around us that says, hey, I know you're better than this, it can hurt, it can hurt. But you know what, you want people around you like that because they are your real friends. They are what you call friends, family. Because friends and family that want the best for us, when something good happens, they'll be so happy for you. And there's no bitterness or jealousy or competitiveness or trying to be better than you or putting you down. No, they're not going to try and hold you back by putting you in circumstances where you just can't get back up. They're not going to do that to you. They're going to support you. They're going to help you. They're going to maybe even financially support you so that you can get back up on your feet. They're not going to do it because they feel like you can't do it. No, they're going to do it because they believe that you can do it. They're not competing against you. And when something bad happens in your life, you can say to them, yeah, this terrible thing happened to me. They won't then be those people that are competing like the narcissist does to tell you, oh, well, you shouldn't be feeling bad about what you're going through. Look at what I'm going through right now. You know, they're not competing with you. They're actually listening. They're creating a space so that you can be heard. And they're trying to understand. And nor are they trying to feel good at your demise. You know, you've got those friends that they're only around when you're doing badly. And as soon as you start getting back up on your feet, they don't want to be around you because they only like it if you're not doing good. Because they only enjoy the fact that you're not doing good and they want to be there to help you. But they're not really there for you. Look, right now, I want you to really be honest. One of the biggest things that you can do in a narcissistic relationship is get to a point where you say, no, no more. I've had enough of this. I'm ready for a change. I want every single thing in my life to change. I'm done with it all. And there will be a point where you get into the narcissistic relationship where you say, I'm done. 
And then you go through the healing phase and then you go through little steps of, I am done. I don't want anything like this in, in my life again. And that's where you start to say, no, no more. This is harming me. And I don't want to be around people that harm me anymore. It's like, I'm done with that. And it doesn't mean that you're somebody that doesn't want to help other people. You don't. It's not that. You want to help people when, when they're down. It's, it's slightly different though, right? You're not being someone that's um, harsh or hard or anything like that. It's about you actually understanding what it means to be in relationships again, to actually be in loving relationships, to be the best version that you can be, to actually want to be around people that nurture you and grow you. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that saying, I don't want to be around people that are going to be bitter or I don't want to carry this bitterness around with me and that I just am ready to let this all go so I can fly. (laughs) I just don't want to be around people that produce misery and sadness in my life. So let's look at, you know, another way of looking at this. The old, um, you know, thinking is like if you're in an airplane, And, you know, you want to put your oxygen mask on first and then help others. It's very much the same. You need to make sure that you're taking care of yourself because you know you're worthy. And you know that if I can give that gift to myself, I can give what it is that I need for myself, then I am able to help others with the same thing. And that goes the same with life. I mean, even if like, you know, you get people that are drowning, people that are drowning, you've got to actually protect yourself from them as well. You know, physically, if you go and help someone drowning, they can most likely take you down as well. And it might be that you might say to yourself, oh, if I'm not helpful, if I can, you know, um, lifeguards actually put their legs out so that they can kick the person away if the the they try and take the life card down with them because there's no point in two people dying right the lifeguard is there to help you you know save you not be killed by you and the truth is there's going to be people around you if you're healing after toxic relationship or you're actually in a toxic relationship the toxic person is taking you down and all their enablers, anyone that they, the toxic person influences and has on their side, probably their family, his, their friends, they're basically going to be taking you down too with their thoughts, their answers. You know, they're not understanding what you're going through because they're asleep. The truth is anyone that's in around or around your to- the person that's toxic and listening to that rubbish that the toxic person is saying and defending them, even in the smallest, slightest way, defending them even in the slightest way, that is a huge sign to you, huge, huge sign. Don't overlook it. No, do not overlook it because what they're trying to do is take you down. They're asleep. They're asleep because they prefer to be asleep. They don't want to see the truth. 
They don't want to see the truth about the toxic person. And that's the thing. You know what? You are waking up. You're waking up to the truth. You've already woken up to the truth. And it's time now to make sure that you let go of all the people that might be drowning you. It's time to say no. So if there's someone in your family or, you know, the toxic person and you've had to let go of their family or even some of your family members because they're taken in by the toxic person, you have to take, you have to pay attention. If they're not changing and saying, yeah, you know what? I get it. I get everything that you've been through. And they talk to you in a way where you know they get it. Um, And they say things like, you know what, I'm ready to actually get healing or I'm ready to actually go off and change and get all the support that I need. And they're actually doing it. They're actually get. they are changing. They're getting the support. You can see it. They're getting the help. You, You basically, you know, until that point, you don't have to have them in your life. You can just say, look, no. And the first step that you need to take in stopping having these people around in your life is just saying, stop giving these people advice. Stop trying to help them. Stop trying to um, change them because they don't want to change. They don't think that there's anything wrong with that. They're demeaning you on a day-to-day level. They're demeaning your words. They're just throwing your words away, if you like. You're just putting in a whole load of energy. And they're just aiming downwards in their life. Sometimes the best thing you can do is just walk away and say, look, you are moving downwards. I don't care if you're my brother, my sister, whatever you are. Me being around you is like you're killing me. It's like you are drowning me. And and it is hard, but it is really putting yourself in a scenario where you're thinking, if they aren't lifting me up, if they're not there to bring out the best in me and support me in the way that I should be supported, and if they're not being there to support my children in the way they should be supported, but yet they're supporting the toxic person, They're drowning me and they're drowning my kids at the same time. They're killing me and they're day by day killing my children. By every single time they're supporting that toxic person, you have to be really straight with yourself and really wake up and think, yeah, I'm I'm ready to walk away from all of that. And it may take them one year or it might take them 10 years to wake up. But eventually they will wake up, be it the toxic person may never wake up. But eventually you'll wake up to the point of you will get on with your life and you'll stop trying so desperately to help this person and being pulled down on a daily basis and be killed by them. Because at the moment, all you are doing is being pulled down on water and they're just gasping for air at the moment. That's what the toxic person does. But it's not just about getting the toxic person out of your life. 
It's about really learning up to stay, stand up and say no. No to their nonsense. No and thinking I'm not getting tangled up in all this nonsense. Because especially if you've got, to, you know, toxic people, if they're in a family member or they're friends and, you, you know, you know these people in different ways, it's time to just go, I don't want that. I don't want anything to do with this. And I don't want anything to do with the people around them either. Because it's time to actually find new friends, right? Friends that are actually going to be there for you and say, you know what, you're better than this. You need more than this. You, you know, you can do better than this. And they believe and trust in you. That's what you need to actually get back up on your feet. Because that's genuine. That's actually someone that's nurturing you and growing you and being there for you in every single way that they can be. And that's so important. And you know what? I know how hard it is to actually move away from a toxic person. But it is time to really look at all the relationships in your life right now. And after you've heard this podcast, please, I ask you to really reflect deep down inside, who really is there for you? Who is going to be lifting you high and really truly believes and trusts in, trusts in you? Or who is it that you're just holding on to, hoping that you can turn them around to actually trust and believe in you? That is actually on the toxic or narcissistic person's side and is killing you. But also, maybe if you've got children, is killing your children too. And there's no other way of really looking at it. Either they're, they're holding you up or they're pushing you down. If they're on that toxic or narcissist side, they're pushing you and your family down, full stop. So it's about really coming to terms with that. Look, the thing is, when we've been in a toxic or narcissistic relationship, we have to get to a point where we have to understand that toxic relationships, um, they control us through shame and guilt. And that shame and guilt is usually triggered, is triggering some shame or guilt of the past. So even though you have been in a toxic relationship, the triggers that they're triggering are triggers of the past. And usually one of the things that we have to come to terms with is that when we were a child, we might have been, you know, something traumatic might have happened where we couldn't resolve it in our head. We have to sort of um, realize that that person, you know, say if something happened to you when you were five years old, for instance, and you felt ashamed of being a woman or you felt ashamed of something that happened of being a girl, sorry something happens on a day-to-day level and someone says something derogatory um, and then you the trigger actually is going to be triggering your trauma of when you were five years old and when you felt ashamed of being a girl. Now, a lot of people in their head will start to feel like they have to hide some of these things that have happened to us as, as young children, like we think, 
oh, everyone's going to disown us, no one's going to like us. And some of these thoughts go round and round in our head, even when we're older. But part of our healing is actually healing the shame. And sometimes the best thing we can do is actually connect with people that actually understand what we've been through. Because what happens is we can start to release the shame of the past. And what I'm really asking for you to do today is to look at the people in your life and just make a real reality check and go, no, no more. I'm not having those people in my life anymore because they're not good for me. And actually start looking for people in your life that can help you feel like you're a good person, where you can actually connect with people, where you can start to release some of the shame and guilt that you might have carried for years and years and years, where you think that you're not normal or you feel really alone, and actually start to release some of that shame and guilt. Because the truth is, if you've been in a toxic relationship, there would have been some shame and guilt in in cultivated. Otherwise, that toxic person couldn't control you in the first place because narcissists and psychopaths use shame and guilt to control others and you'll find that a lot of the narcissist enablers will use shame and guilt they'll try to make you feel ashamed or make you feel guilty about asking for what your needs are for instance say if you're asking for money They'll try and make it out as if it's your fault, you've done something wrong, and then the narcissist doesn't need to pay you because you did something wrong. Because that's how narcissists and toxic people control, through shame and guilt. And usually what the narcissist or the toxic person will do is actually convince their enablers that the person, you, the victim in this case, has actually done something wrong and hence why they don't need to pay you back what they owe you. And also, this is another thing I need to do a podcast on, narcissists and money. There's a huge amount that goes on with narcissists and money and we'll tackle that another day. But just as an example, we've really got to release some of that shame and guilt so that you can really feel and have people around you that help you heal and move you forward so you can be the best version of yourself because somewhere deep down inside you know you're meant to be doing something great you're meant to do something important and right now you're doing something that isn't you know they're they're just bringing out the worst in you they're um, holding you back and it's about getting getting around and seeing, uh aha, I need to be around people that don't make me feel ashamed of who I am and what I've been through, but actually understand. So that's the first thing I would say. And if you're interested in um, joining my Heels of Thrive program, you'll actually get that. You'll actually get people that understand what you're going through and will get it straight away. You know, you don't have to convince them. They just know. They get you. The other thing I would say is when we've been through trauma is that we have to understand that we have to make ourselves, we have to look at the trauma and analyze it 
not through, um, you know, using our prefrontal cortex. But we have to kind of break it down and resolve it in our own mind and body. Because what happens with trauma is it gets trapped in our body, um, you know, and impacts our brain and everything else. And it until it's resolved, until you resolve the trauma, you carry that around with you and you feel like there's holes, you know, in your life, there's holes in, um, you know, the situation, you can't move forward in life until you've resolved it. It's like, you know, basically your brain is doing it so that it can protect you moving forward. You know, so all memories are is, is just saying, look, there's this memory. If it's a good memory, you can go ahead. We want to create more good memories. But if it's trauma, it's saying, I want to understand what went wrong so I never do this again. And if you don't understand what went wrong so that you don't don't do it again, you will find that that trauma holds you back for the rest of your life. Hence why it's so, so vital that you actually heal the trauma so that you can move forward. So I highly recommend trauma therapy if you've been in a toxic relationship. Please don't just do talk therapy. I mean, there's so many different types of therapies these days, but it's really ensuring that you're actually doing trauma therapy so you can get your brain back. You can actually resolve the trauma so you can understand it and let it go. That's the only way of letting it go so you feel safe, so you can feel like you can move on and move forward. Otherwise, it's just something that's just going to be a trigger all the time saying, oh, I'm in danger. Oh, I'm in danger. I need to do something about this. It's just the brain trying to keep you safe. I hope that makes sense. I will do another podcast on explaining this in more detail as well, because what you don't want to do is feel vulnerable to the same problem. And that's what your brain wants, is for you to release that traumatic memory so that you don't have or you that the brain knows that you'll never be vulnerable to the same problem again or to that memory. So that something is so that you can process whatever happened to you and actually understand it and interpret it in a way that you will make sure it's never, ever going to happen in your future again. So you thoroughly, totally let yourself go. And it's like you can rest. It's like you get peace, peace in your mind finally. You know, and, and until you can do that, it's so difficult. So if you are looking to actually get that peace and really let it go, please do get in contact with me. There are some resources in um, the podcast, you can see, you know, do click on those and get as many resources as you can. And I can help you understand the Heal to Thrive program. And you can start healing too, just like some of the other women that are starting to heal and thrive in their life again. And it is totally possible where you can let go. And also, you can be in a community where you really feel understood and loved. I really hope this has helped and sending you so, so, so much love as always. And remember, please do do your tasking for today, which is have a look in your life. Who are the people that are really lifting you up, that really supporting and really, truly believing and trusting in you? 
And who are the people that you're trying to convince to trust and believe in you, but are truly on the other person's side? It's time to let them go. It's time to say no to those. No more. You don't need to spend your time around them because right now those people are drowning you. They're killing you. And it's time to let go of those and start to look elsewhere and find people that really get you and really resonate with you because honestly, you deserve that. You deserve to actually understand what it means to truly love and understand and have compassion towards yourself because you are an empath. It's not your fault. It's the narcissist, the narcissist done wrong by you. It's not you to be suffering. It's about time you heal, heal so you can move forward. And part of that healing journey is really looking at and understanding who's bringing you down right now. I hope that's really helpful and sending you so, so much love as always. (music) 